I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. The now infamous White Lives Matter t-shirts Ye debuted at Paris Fashion Week earlier hey, here, this come, month. Come, come, come get me. That's fucking retarded. I, I watched the George Floyd documentary that Candace Owens put up. They hit him with the fentanyl. When I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Somebody should have told me it would be like this, be like this, be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Yeah. Life is a balance. You lose your grip, you can slip into an abyss. No doubt, you see these niggas tripping. Ego in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our heart. Welcome, welcome. This is Simply King Podcast. And this is your boy, Rodney Perry, King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today is a special one. I know it's been a lot. It's been it's been a very interesting time. I'm so glad to be back in Atlanta. And I think I'm gonna start a new trend of just being on location. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you check out, you know, my most previous episode, Allow Me to Reintroduce, featuring Elijah Green Bay. Hell of a conversation featuring where we were featured a great curated conversation at Peter Street Station. Um, but yes, yes, I'm in this beautiful Airbnb in Atlanta, Georgia, and I want you all to know that I'm going to keep this thing going. You're going to keep seeing me in different little spaces and places. You might see me in my own space. You might see me, in a, you know, outside. You just bear with me, you know. But let's get uh, right into the genuine meat and potatoes of this situation. It's been on my mind for quite some time, and honestly, I probably had words and an outline to create a whole episode for this a week, two weeks, maybe even three weeks ago. <laughs> but so much has developed, so much has like happened, so much has occurred that um, I had to, I had to put my two cents into it, you know. And um, I think because we're witnessing something that's extremely unprecedented, we're probably genuinely finally seeing someone genuinely be canceled in a real, real way. And what's intriguing about that is that it is a black man, but also it kind of makes sense for a black man to be the first in this particular regard too. But let's start with a little bit of levity. Let's get into the Twitter check in. How about that? So today's Twitter check-in is a simple, simple um, search on a simple search on Twitter. I just searched Kanye, and I'm gonna read some of the things that I feel like kind of stood out to me from just a simple Twitter search. Right? J.P. Morgan Chase, and this is a tweet by Bishop Talbert Swan. At J.P. Morgan Chase debanked Kanye West, but kept Jeffrey Epstein as a client, even after he was convicted of sex trafficking children. 
These are not free screen. This is all live, y'all. I'm just picking tweets. Golly. <laughs> Let me bookmark that so I can make sure. I put this little bloop, little bloops, you know what I'm saying? God dang. Um, oof. Okay, okay. Um, from um, at Mr. Ernest Owens, who I've been in uh, definitely a clubhouse room before. Love his voice. Fact. Before Kanye West was the face of anti-Semitism, he was one of the hip-hop faces of misogynoir, anti-blackness, Trumpism, and slavery denial. And y'all still gave him contracts, documentaries, endorsements, clothing deals, and millions that became billions. Shame. Ooh, bookmarking that too. Um, but let's keep it moving. Um, I feel like, let me go, let me go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To my boy. <laughs> to my boy at Hoochie Poppy. <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> Shout out to him, alum of CAU. Um, Kanye is spiraling, and y'all are saying he's got a plan? We're watching a mental health crisis live, and no one is saying anything. We're going to get into it all and more, to be quite honest. Uh, today, today, today. I'm not going to take too much of your time as you see with the timestamp that you are witnessing. Um, but we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it a lot. So first, let's get into the anti-blackness of Kanye West. And I think it's something that people have minimized in a crazy degree when it comes to what's occurring now. Because I think a lot of people are seeing the stripping of Kanye West's endorsements, his contracts, his partnerships, even as you see the debanking, I didn't even know that was a word. Yo, money ain't good here. That's a level of cancellation I don't think we've ever genuinely witnessed to where you got to move your money. I believe that what we had to recognize is that the anti-blackness that he has shown is on a very cool level, very strong, large, cool level of things. And to me, it's only giving that he has been in circles with people that have basically continued to put in his ear. Folks who are white supremacists, folks who are, you know, believe that white supremacist rhetoric is something that is viable and a genuine opinion that should be proclaimed on a large platform, found justification in some way to say this with his whole chest and say this over the years. So a history of anti-blackness, I think, you know, we see now that in those lyrics that we used to quote all the time that we thought were, you know, somewhat whimsical, you know, because when you get on, you leave, you leave your ass for a white girl, you know, we didn't realize that that was just projection. We didn't realize that that was just him trying to let us know how he really felt. I tell people all the time who may not know, because I spent, you know, seven years in Chicago, who may not know a lot about Chicago and a lot about how the city is made up. But uh, shout out to Neo, Neo.com, who said that <laughs> uh, Kanye West went to Polaris High School. And if you know where Polaris High School is, it's in Mount Greenwood, Illinois, not too far away from where I lived when I was there. And majority of the neighborhood and the spaces in Mount Greenwood is a lot of Irish families, a lot of Irish cop families. So he more than likely went to school with a lot of white people, which isn't a typical scenario for a lot of black people who went 
who, who like, you know, grew up and went to school in like public school in the CPS public school system of Chicago. Um, most people in Chicago that you're going to meet who are born and raised in the South and West sides had a lot of black folks. And if you're on the West side, maybe black and brown. This was not the scenario. He basically went to school with, you know, some <laughs> majority white, a predominantly white high school. So what does that mean about Kanye's overall identity? Because I know a lot of people believe that who we are at that age and adolescence really forms so much of our identity as we become adults, because we keep seeking that. We keep trying to recreate that. That informs so much about us. We you the cool girl in high school. It fucks with you that you're not the cool girl in life. You were the cool guy in high school. It fucks with you when you're not the cool guy in life. Um, and also, if you were the lame, quote unquote, a part of that community, and now you are the cool person, you might have imposter syndrome. Like, are you supposed to be there? Are you good enough to be there? Hence, the folks who are picked on usually are have a, a kind of a weird trouble in terms of getting attention. Kanye West was the cool black guy, the token. We can assume. Hence why once he got into these particular spaces, look at what he chose to do with the music. He wanted to do gangster rap. He wanted to be around niggas. You understand? So he had to go all the way to the other side. We're talking about somebody who grew up around a bunch of Irish white people. Made his break on making gangster beats for Dipset and Rockefeller. Let's make let's let's think about that, you know? So it was it's it's always been in the things. It's always been a part of his identity. Now I want, I don't want, I want to say that and frame it in that way because I think people detach and believe because of the music. The music and only the music is the blackest thing about Kanye West at this point in time. And at this current point in time and even in retrospect at that time, too, when we were getting the music. He was making very specific choices with his musical stylings to truly create this, you know, hell of a discography that he created. But overall, if we think about the messaging, if we think about the collaboration, and we think about what he did coupling with his activities outside, he always was showing us who he was. People blame it on the death of his mom, saying that that was what made the turn and now he's just troubled and everything is wrong, but that's not the case. People now look at his relationship with Amber Rose in a different way post that relationship because of his adornment of Kim Kardashian. Did this man always want to be with a white woman? Maybe. Was Alexis with Alexis <laughs> who used to be a Delta, not good enough? Who knows? Maybe the world, maybe the world may never know. But there's been a history of black uh, anti-blackness, and I think some of the most major events that occurred, a lot of them happened um, in the same year. <laughs> so the MAGA hat that he wore, that he actually said he felt like it gave him a strength. He felt like it gave it was a superpower. It felt like it made him like strong wearing that MAGA hat. He did that in 2018. He also had the interview with uh, Big Boy in Big Boy's neighborhood, um, saying slavery was a choice. All of this is occurring at the same time, leading up to him finally saying that he wants to run for presidency for 2020 
which he actually made it to the ballot, which I don't even know or care what the numbers really genuinely were, but overall it was kind of ridiculous um, for him to run at all. And now we have now where, you know, Fashion Week Paris 2022, he wears White Lives Matter shirts saying that, and when asked, do white lives, like, why did you do this? By a particular journal, journalist, he says, because they do. <laughs> kind of, you know, ignoring the obvious as to the political question is that is. But then turns around and then doubles down. Goes on Drink Champs and states, basically prefacing his statement by saying, if you watch the Candace Owens doc, you will learn. You will learn that. You will learn that. If you're watching the Candace Owens doc, you will learn that basically you have, and this is quote, he had fentanyl in his system and his knee wasn't on his neck like that. Caused a definite fury on, on the internet and rightfully so. But it wasn't until the statements about, you know, that he was making specifically towards Jews and Jews and Jews basically, and I quote Kanye, saying that he they owned the media and they own these things and they own the banks and they control everything. And they are the reasons for all these different things. And I want everybody to understand something that is one of the most a that is as old as the as as old as white supremacist hating niggas, <laughs> blaming and scapegoating things to the Jewish community and hating niggas are damn near on the same, that is all in the same framework of white supremacy. They're different, but they are same, similar, you know, come from a similar space in terms of hateful rhetoric. But let's talk about anti-blackness, right? So when it comes to a definition, I want us to point out something because that's the point that I want to make is that we are genuinely have a very lack, lackadaisical sense of how we approach what we want to stand on as a community. And I know we need a lot of work. I know we don't have all the resources. I know we are, you know, disconnected because of so many different reasons. But at the end of the day, I believe we can figure certain things out. I feel like we can come together about so much. And I think that can start by way of us defining what we believe the thing that affects us most actually is in an extensive way. And doing my research on like trying to find a genuine definition for anti-blackness, it was hard because I couldn't find something that was a genuine objective that wasn't a policy, that wasn't a, and that was, that was what made it so weird. It was like, I just couldn't find a just clear cut definition that was objective enough. and all around comprehensive. I can only find it in policy, only find it in policies for universities and liberal arts colleges and things like that when it came to just their, their you know, overall, you know, code of conduct. Merriam-Webster defines anti-blackness or anti-black as opposed to or hostile toward black people. Period. That's it. Why is that not enough? You ask, because that then just says, because opposed to really just means that you just not, you know, you're not for it in whatever way. 
And I guess they, but they don't put a level of tone attached to that. They don't say slightly, aggressively, it's just opposed to, which means what? Leaves it too open. And then also, or hostile toward black people, meaning uncivil, meaning possibly violent. So that means that if you aren't being violent, but you're, you know, doing something that's hateful towards black people, that's not anti-black. Semantics means a lot. And I'm gonna tell you a good definition. This is straight from the ADL site. And this is comes, this gives you enough context and enough verbiage to really explain exactly what anti-Semitism is. Straight from ADL, um, the belief or behavior of hostile toward Jews just because they are Jewish. It may take the form of religious teachings that proclaim the inferiority, uh, the inferi inferiority of Jews, for instance, or political efforts to isolate, oppress, or otherwise injure them. It may also include prejudiced or stereotyped views about Jews. Okay, so not only did they say it all, <laughs> they put the context on it. You know what I'm saying? They put the context on it. They put the context around it, and we need that. We need to understand that. We gotta really genuinely take that in. For hours, we talking about one line. This was at least, <laughs> this was at least three sentences. And we gotta draw out the context because anti-blackness and overall racism is covert. It's overt. It looks like so many different things. And if we make it into something that's somewhat, you know, a debate topic, then we're going to continuously always have to defend what anti-blackness is and isn't. While anti-Semitism, it's a genuine, it is what it is. It's a zero tolerance thing and it's going to be dealt with no matter how you look at it. And so a lot of people, you know, I think in the rise of this cancellation of Kanye West, I've seen a lot of people debating about what it is and why it is that he's, why this is happening, how this is happening now when some anti-Semitic comments are coming out, mind you. The anti-Semitic thing that he said the most, because he said a lot of things, a lot of the things that a lot of people are regurgitating are just the stereotypes. But Kanye West tweeted out that he's about to go death con on Jews. That's a literal threat. <laughs> you can take that as light as you want. You can take that as serious as you want. But the idea of it all, you can't say that. Not in the world that we live in where people are genuinely like, Lily causing mass harm to people. You see what I'm saying? And your words do influence people to do things. So we can't act like, we can't act silly. We can't act stupid about these things. Now, when it comes to the idea of Jewish people having too much power, right? I want y'all to get some, some facts and figures as to why when anti-Semitic things are said, how Jewish people always have a case for defamation on whoever says these things. Let me bear with me. Jews account for, and this is from uh, the ADL site yet again, uh, and it comes from anti-Semitic myths, this is that section. Know it, Jews account for approximately 0.2% of the global population, and yet anti-Semites believe that this tiny minority is not only on a quest for total world domination, but is already in control of the banks, the media, industry, government, and even the weather. <laughs> as recently as March 2018, a Washington, D.C. City Council member claimed that the Rothschild family 
which y'all heard the Rothschilds. I know for the for the folks who wear they ten, you know, ten four koofies real tight. I know who y'all know who the Rothschilds is. I know y'all got a million YouTube videos about them. A Jewish family known for a bank they founded in Frankfurt was controlling the climate to create natural disasters they can pay for to own the cities. Two, Jews have also been blamed for economic crisis from the Great Depression to, to 2008 recession. Three, um, at the core of this strain of conspiratorial anti-Semitism, it is the belief that Jews do not deserve to have power. Regardless of what values they may stand for, Jews who pursue or occupy leadership roles in elected office or other stations of public life too often are deemed conspiratorial rather than con commended for their investment in concerns of the collective. The myth of excessive Jewish power also relies on historical claims of Jews controlling global global affairs. Jews are cast as manipulative and, con and uh, conniving schemers who work in the shadows to advance an evil agenda. Anti-Semites often position themselves as truth tellers. Truth tellers. Mm. whose commission is to unmask a supposed insidious Jewish plot to take over the world. Now, keep this in mind. That is how they can get your ass every time you say something about them. <laughs> because when it comes to the eyes of the law, you got to prove shit. You get what I'm saying? You got to prove it. You can't say Jews are ruling the world on CNN and think that you can get away with it. Because is that a fact? Is that something that you can prove? No. So it's anti-Semitic. And then you might have a problem with that because you feel like that might prove your point because they can take, because of this scenario with, with Kanye West, that they took all these things from him so they must have this power. No, they just have shown you what it looks like from a community-based standpoint when we stand on what we will and won't allow, what the world will do for us. Because we showing them that the value of the big, the value of who we are, and also the value of the bigotry that can be around us and how that can affect us at the end of the day. Keep that in mind. Um, and then going to when it comes to, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, continuously was said about do Jewish people own the media? I quote a uh, a article from The Atlantic that came out in 2010, which is still pretty relevant today, written by Max Fisher. Uh, basically, um, CNN anchor Rick Sanchez was recently fired for ranting on the radio that the U.S. media is controlled by Jews, an old and pernicious stereotype that he was fired is an um, unsurprising and would seem to reaffirm the consensus view that no, the media is not controlled by Jews and even suggesting is much is morally wrong. So scrolling down, an excerpt from that, uh, from a particular, another article from Slate says, maybe the movies they control, but the news, no. If Sanchez was referring to people in the television news business, he's wrong. Not one of the major television news operations, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, ABC News, CBS News, or NBC News, is currently headed by a Jewish executive. That includes Jim Ken Jots, the man who fired Sanchez, or at least none of these executives has talked about being Jewish in public. 
form. The internet is littered with rumors about various media moguls being Jewish, but few of those claims are backed by any evidence. Um, there are more Jews at the head of the country's major newspapers, but it's still a stretch to say these publications are controlled by them. Even in the New York City, where around 12% of the population is Jewish, there isn't any indication of Jewish dominance. The Ox uh, Salzberger family, which has controlled the New York Times for more than a century, is a Jewish origin of Jewish origin, but current executive editor Bill Keller is not. And then, um, but I feel like, you know, when you get into, you know, movies and things like that, then you might have a somewhat of a better argument. A lot of, a lot of people who are part of the mu music industry and the movie industry are certainly, you know, Jewish. A lot of them are Jewish, right? And I've seen people, I've had, you know, discussions with people all throughout, like all throughout. I had a discussion with people all throughout this week and as things keep coming up. Because people are saying, how is it not anti-black? How is it right? Because they are promoting. They're promoting anti-blackness. They're promoting the violence on black people. How is that right? How, how is that not? How is that not something that we should, you know, how is that okay to do? These are Jewish people doing that, right? This is only a question because Kanye said this on the Drink Champs, saying that you can go to Spotify, go to any the start of any you know streaming platform and find the first three songs be something about you know kill this nigga fuck this bitch kill this nigga fuck this bitch right i want y'all to understand something this is where nuance and this is my favorite word nuance nuance comes in because a very nuanced scenario it's not just a oh this is fucked up and this isn't the thing about racism and all these various things they're going to make money off of black people in the music industry because they always have what they're not going to do because it seems racist to do it, which is kind of funny, right? Tell black people what type of music to make. All they're going to do is sell what sells. What's selling right now is drill. What's selling right now is killing black people. What's selling right now is shaking ass. What's selling right now is misogyny. That's what sells. So they're going to sell it. Who the fuck is making it though? You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like we all in there motherfucker looking like Yasin Bay talking about Miss Fat Booty and trying to get some some yams and some fish from Alicia Keys at a diner on Wednesdays. That's not what's happening. That's not what people are rapping about. This ain't schoolboy haps. This ain't slum village. You know what I'm saying? People ain't rapping about you know being selfish about their love and they ain't real common about they shit just singing cute rom-com ass songs about a deaf lady outside the window. That's not happening. That's not happening. Oh no. And, and, and for the people that are doing that are not popular musicians. They're out here. You see how y'all ripped up Chance? Chance made a whole album about loving his wife and y'all was like, get that shit the fuck out of here. But NBA Youngboy has been out of jail for maybe over a month and a half. And while he was in jail, he was still one of the top streaming, one of the top streaming artists on YouTube. Lil Baby only passed him up because, probably because of his, him being in jail. Okay? Think about that. Young, young boy never broke again. Got 10 kids, several charges, 
and many allegations of violence, not only in a, in a domestic nature, but also in a sexual nature. Kodak Black is a person who is still to this day being lifted up as a prolific young artist of today who needs guidance. It's such a great thing that Kendrick has put his arms around him. Such a great thing that folks like the J. Coles respect him. When he has had how many cases of sexual assault? When he said how many inflammatory things about women who are dark skinned and so on and so forth? And this nigga out here on dates with Gunica. What the fuck going on? You know what I'm saying? So you're telling me <laughs> that there should be some, it should be on them when they just seeing it as, oh, y'all doing it. Niggas is buying it. White people are buying it. Everybody buying it. And that's the thing. And I want to say that because that's why I believe Kanye does what he does. Kanye quotes these white rhetoric, these white supremacist rhetorics, pisses black people off, and then tries to get back on our good side because he knows for him to sell things, for him to make music, if black people don't like it, it's not good. And that, to me, is a testament of all things from a cultural context, when terms, especially when you're talking about art and culture. If black people don't think that shit cool, is it really that cool? Think about that. Especially when you talk about fashion, when you're talking about music. Probably the only spaces that we ain't in the way we could be and should be is like architecture, maybe. But as soon as we get up in that motherfucker, we're going to be like, damn, hey, that chair, nigga, <laughs> nigga, nigga, take the plastic off the sofa. You feel me? Because this, this, this sofa, nice, nigga. My nigga be designing sofas now. We will be fucking that up, too. And I know we will revolutionize every single thing we touch because we do it everywhere we go. It was anti-Semitic, all the things that he was saying. And he's qu quietly apologized. But the thing that I want to kind of, you know, wrap this thing up in a bow on is two things. The cancellation was justified. Cancellation was not something, it was long overdue. It was delayed. He could have been canceled for so many other things that genuinely wouldn't have made me, you know, lose no rest. But I think that we need to recognize something that's occurring. And the only thing that I can say, the only thing I can say that I'll side with and concede on is the acknowledgement of this man's mental health. I don't believe we can sit here and psychoanalyze anybody. I don't believe we are doctors and can just sit here and say that what's going on and what's not going on. Hence why I, it's not even like I look past it. It gets to a point to where when do, when does Kanye have to be responsible? Because if we can forever scapegoat his mama passing, his mental health, all these various things, and that makes all of the things he's saying not have the impact that they do, then they do. People have been fans of this man, have bought the shoes, bought the clothes, stood up beside him, defended him in so many various ways. And he sat there and told you that George Floyd didn't really die like that. 
And you sitting here saying that that's because of a master plan and you just want to wait and see how it plays out? Bro, bro going through some things. So I don't even want to say nothing. Bro, ain't, ain't too many of us, they become billionaires, so we might just need to wait. We got to let that go. We got to let him go. And what I mean by let him go, I'm not saying you can't pray for Kanye. You can't want the best for Kanye. That's your prerogative to do whatever you want to do with your energy. I'm telling you what I hope my message is coming through clear in this episode is that Kanye needs to be divested from when it comes to black people. We do not need to support Kanye making money ever again. Genuinely. Because that's all he's done with us. I would love, and this is a mission for anybody listening to this and anybody watching this, for you to send me the genuine, genuine shake and moving and revolutionary things that Kanye West has done for black people. The school that he built is a private school that you've got to be able to afford. That is also just got a newsflash that I think that they're closing down for the rest of the year. So if you can afford a, a, a private school in Calabasas, sure, by all means. Guess it's helping those few black students who come from a, a upper crust family. <laughs> what a great thing. What has he done to deserve this level of protection? Genuinely. I really don't know. Because music is great, music is good, but you tell me that a black man that we all seen die, didn't die like that, it's kind of hard for me to hear anything else that you got to say. When you sit here and tell me that white lives, wearing white lives matter shirt and putting it on Bob Marley's motherfucking granddaughter is a statement that you want to stand on, then it's really kind of fuck you, bro. What's going on? I think that we need to understand in this whole grand scheme of things and shout out to TikTok for loving my words so much these past few weeks. We got to accept that we do not stand in the protection of blackness the way that we should. We're not a united front on that. Jews are. Hence why this is happening. We're not litigious enough. We're not putting papers on niggas. We're not out here educating people and making sure that they know what it is and who what for. And this is not something that we're going to allow. A very zero tolerance about the things. But we've accepted so much. Who has black people really ever canceled? Who have black people really ever allowed to get in full fucking trouble? We never do. There's always an excuse. Bill Cosby was going through his allegations and one of the most beloved black women in American history was like, y'all need to ease up on him. Every single time there is somebody that's prolific, that is black, that is coming to the defense of that person. And that's hard. That's the same way with our family. And I'm seeing right now people defending Kanye more than they would the cousin that stole a few dollars from that was on drugs, that was going through some. Y'all let that motherfucker go and left him on the cold. People hit y'all up every time saying y'all, they seen your cousin on the side of the road. But Kanye ass, who is a billionaire, who's done nothing for black people, deserves all grace in the world. Deserves every chance to explain himself. Deserves every platform that he can get himself to. And I call bullshit on that. And I think we deserve better than that. 
I think we deserve to, if we're going to contribute to making somebody a fucking billionaire, I think we deserve to make that to be a person who genuinely is for us. And personally, don't think that black people becoming billionaires is the solution. Don't think capitalism is going to free us at all. Because it's not enough. What has it done for the people who has done it for? Even their charity isn't genuine. Even their foundations are nothing but tax write-offs. So it's kind of hard to stand on and stand with Kanye West. So in conclusion, I want you all to genuinely love your black ass self and let him and anyone else who you feel like you don't agree with on 100% or at least a, a majority percent level. Let's stop that. When people do anti-black things, they need to be sat the fuck down. They need to go into not only a timeout space, but we good on you. We're good on you. Period. And that's the thing we need to be about more often. We can handle certain things in-house. We can have some mediation in-house. We can sit down and, and hear a motherfucker out without the cameras on. But publicly, we're going to let it be known that this ain't some shit that can happen from the people who look like us and the people who don't. It doesn't make sense. We got to we got to take them down. We got to we got to stand our ground on something. So we need to let him go. Because as we see his hate. The brainwashing of his opinions to this very Uncle Ruckus level of fucking intention is doing what? There's no master plan. You're waiting for nothing. He just wants your money and his white woman back. That's it. This has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans. Simply Being Humans. I've been Rodney Perry. If you don't know, you should know. You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs on all platforms. Make sure you go get that good old follow button pushed and mashed up on TikTok because I'm doing numbers on that thing. You feel me? Go hit a nigga up. You know what I'm saying? It's a vibe. Oh, they love me over there. I'm fucking with them over there back. You feel me? Um, also, make sure that you go and subscribe and check out my Patreon um, at Rodney Perry, a.k.a. King. You can find it on Patreon. You can find all the links under the description of this episode. Make sure you check all those things out. Coming, coming, coming soon. I have more and more men's beauty and just wellness content coming to the interwebs very soon. So make sure that you lock in, check out my Amazon storefront right now. If you want to just know some of the essentials that I already have curated for y'all, you understand? I'm an all around digital creator out here. If you didn't know, I got to do a lot of things. So we out here doing the things you feel me. This has been yet again, the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. I've been Rodney Perry. This has been the cancellation of Kanye West. And this is Simply King. Peace. He go in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts. He's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying a half-assed shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tell us he a genius, but it's clearer lately. It's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. There was a time when this nigga was my hero, maybe. That's the reason why his fall from grace is hard to take. Cause I believed him when he said his shit was pure, ain't he? The type of nigga swear he real, but all around us fake. The women, the dick riders, you know the yes men, nobody with the...